Good morning. Good um, morning. What time is it? It's morning for us. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's morning. Morning enough. <laughs> um, smoking in the house, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's becoming a recurring thing. I was gonna say, do you sure. do you listen to the podcast, or was that just <laughs> just original? I heard an episode or two. Okay. <laughs> Is that what everybody says? It's what the last like three people have said. <laughs> it's the the you know uh, the guests are seeing it for the first time. Me and Sam <laughs> no, are are more it's used different. to it. It's it's very 1960s. Um, people don't do that no more. Yeah, they go outside and freeze or have to mute their mic. This is easier. Do you live alone? Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, before we start, Janae, can we talk about your big news, or would you rather not? I obviously oh, yeah. up to you. We could talk about it. It's about to be my life, so. I'd love to be able to make some awful jokes. It <laughs> 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 was my main thinking, but uh, again, yeah, I wanted to make sure that you didn't mind. But yeah, Janae is uh, going to have a baby. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, that's, I, you can talk about it. I got to explain why I can't stop eating. <laughs> I just can't stop eating. It's insane. So I'm eating right now, guys. Disgusting. I hate to hear people eating on podcasts. I hate mouth noises on podcasts, too. Um, Forgive me. Mercy might be listening. Mercy uh, Goldman is a fan of the show. Yeah, isn't that fun? I was... uh... I thought that was great when she was like, I love Chubby Behemoth. I was like, oh, shit. I'll bet Josh hates having to listen to me and Sam more than he already did like, in his home, <laughs> his home in his car. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Chubby Behemoth, the podcast that we just started right now. I'm Nathan Lund. And of course, Sam Talent is in The Hague uh, in Europe. He's been arrested for crimes both past and future. They know why he's over there, and they stopped him just in the nick of time before tragedy struck. But uh, in the meantime, I've had fun with some uh, great guests. You heard Noah Reynolds not blow it uh, earlier uh, in the in the month. And then uh, Stephen AJ and I did a Patreon episode that was great. And now I'm joined with a returning guest, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, uh, Janae Burris. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me and Becker. Thanks for having me. Are you going to eat that crust or are you going to leave it? It's gluten-free bread, so it's like... Oh, wait. Actually, I I had some because of Sam, and it's not as bad as I remember it being. I think it's gotten better, right? Which brand you get and how you cook it. Um, Yeah. David made breakfast. He did a great job. He only toasted one side. I toast both sides, which has been disgusting. Toast (laughs) one side, put butter on it. When you toast, it's like he did something good to this. (laughs) This is not good. It's not good. Yeah, I remember having same thing with uh, with like uh, fake meat, like Morningstar ten or not even ten years, fifteen years ago was garbage. It was so awful. Uh, I had a roommate that was vegetarian, and I tried some of that stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I'll never eat this." But uh, same thing with the gluten free bread. There has been there have been. advancements made you know mm-hmm. research and development has paid off and uh yeah the, la- the animal sand- test, probably 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was uh, whatever Sam, you know, Sam puts gl- gluten-free bread in or like keto bread in his, in his hat and then goes into a diner and then sneaks it onto the plate <laughs> when his food comes out. <laughs> and I tried some and it was way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought uh, I, I was going to ask him why, like, why even bother? If you can't have <laughs> good bread, just don't have any. But it, it, it's way better now. It, makes it does sense. feel like that. Like, I stopped eating pasta because it was gross. I was just like, forget it. I'm off of it. I stopped bread. It took some willpower and it took some time. And now I've been eating real bread. And that's probably also why I'm like super gaining weight pretty fast. Because um, I just... I just leaned into all of my cravings because also gluten-free stuff tasted even worse. Suddenly mm-hmm. I had for humans to taste and smell and it was like, Oh, I can taste the corn in this pasta. Like, ah, Oh like, damn. Disgusting. It's the worst superpower. So. <laughs> well, yeah. And so uh, we were going to try and record last night because we both had shows in Colorado Springs uh, you were at Looney's Comedy Corner Chuckle Hut uh, Party Zone, and I uh, <laughs> did the first show uh, that uh, listener Russ Keller put together. Um, well, that was the first? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he told me he decided to do a show because a lot of comics in the Springs are um, uh, pretty new and, and deciding to run shows and just doing a horrible job. And he felt like he could do better. He worked at Comedy Works for, I think, at least a, a couple of years, not too long ago. Uh, I think he said 2017, 2018, he was there. So he got to see, like, new talent night, you know, and and kind of see, like, uh, he also got to see, or before he started doing comedy, how, uh, I mean, God, you, you see a bunch of new talent nights. You're watching some comics. It's, like, their first time. It's their fourth time. And then you, you know, have that progression of, uh all down the line and then at the end of the show you've got you know people that have been doing it eight nine fifteen fifty seven years uh you, you think your producer could um pull up a photo of russ and put it in the um put it in the comments what do you mean so you can see him right now yeah because i, I might <laughs> really pull a picture and i think i know who it is i don't know and, if i'm friends with i'll and, i'll uh I'll find and I quick. can't let it go. I, I think <laughs> that maybe I have ADHD, um, self-diagnosed because I keep missing my appointments. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's, that sounds like a bit. Um, it is my life right now. <laughs> really Can you see him? Oh, that's okay. him. I recognize him. I did not know his name was Russ, though. Oh, yeah. And he's a Russ. Well, and you know, you know how it is with uh, at Comedy Works, unless it's one of the handful of people that have been there for a long time, it's hard to just get everybody in filed in your brain with a name because you're like saying hi to them as you walk by. And and that's like, uh, you know, those interactions happen a lot, but you're not really sitting down and having a nice chat they so. say hi today to my face and i'm like huh, <laughs> um, hi. <laughs> hey I, friend yeah it's hey, good to see you no it is tough uh i have felt bad about it for a long time not drinking has helped but it doesn't just solve 
it doesn't just fix you, you know? So I still will fucking blow it at the, at the, the comedy works, uh, Christmas party. Oh. I, I called a lot of people, dude, or hello there. Good to see you. You know, <laughs> I pretended to be a little drunk, a little out of it. <laughs> just up your your loopiness a little bit so that you yeah. get cover yeah so that uh it was that that was fun it was really nice to see you there and then uh yeah last night was great uh i had a had a fun show russ did a good job he said he invited a bunch of church friends uh and i'm glad he said that after the show because uh if it would have been beforehand i would have been like, <laughs> oh shit they're gonna hate me what do i do uh and so uh would you have gone after them no it's like no i wouldn't have changed anything i knew the handful of jokes i wanted to do and then i considered trying to go into a couple of things that i've uh that i've written but haven't performed but uh i decided not to because they were they were uh, a good crowd and i just kind of wanted to to continue like to to do well and so i kind of relied on not old jokes but older stuff instead of all new stuff or like the newest of stuff because i haven't done it yet uh your shirt was very um confrontational (laughs) aggressive shirt i'm still wearing it i slept in it jake uh i don't megan i don't think megan's worn it but it's the patreon it's the giving tree, uh, the cover of the giving tree, but hanging from the tree, the giving tree is a KKK dude. <laughs> it is It is a lot. Is. <laughs> Damn, dude. Megan it's bought it. It's what? It's a lot. It's, it's, um, yeah. Well, yeah. And I, th- I thought about, uh, I've thought about wearing it to like to, to work at the bar. Mm-mm. And I was like, yeah, it's... <laughs> well, but again, like I told you last night at Applebee's, you know, if, if the message of the shirt is fuck the KKK and somebody takes issue with that, then they're not somebody that. But again, like you said, it's, you know, do I want to provoke those types it's of people at, provocative. at a show also or at... a little triggering yeah. uh, just to see a hanging on a shirt period no matter who's hanging it's like it's triggering it's yeah like, yikes sure and it, it the one thing about it is it is pretty it is a pretty shirt it is <laughs> got lovely colors on it. <laughs> yeah there's and a nice tree there's a little kid right and it brings back the give it you know this this book this children's book right it does evoke that those feelings but it is simultaneously triggering and provocative that's just like me it's like is megan trying to get you punched or what she's trying to set you up well i mean when he fights (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's one of those she's one of those people that likes to watch violence that she started (laughs) she's a puppet master like sam uh no she bought it for herself and then uh she converts a lot of her a lot of the shirts that she buys you know she'll like cut out the neck and uh maybe cut the sleeves down but she left this one i think because when i saw it i was like "Ooh, i could wear that too and yeah i i i I figured 
why not? You know, if anybody has an issue with it, we'll get into it or whatever. I'll make fun of them. Like, oh, yeah, is this your grandpa in the tree or whatever? Oh, but, <laughs> but then uh, I I felt weird when, again, uh, when I got there and, and the crowd was good and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was in this weird. <laughs> I think a lot of people might not have been able to see exactly what was going on uh, on the shirt because um, we were on the third floor, the top floor of uh this building and the it's called the gold room and the downstairs you know it has like a nice stage and a and a bar and there was an ugly sweater christmas party going on or whatever um some burlesque boylesque i think you know and uh it looked really nice it it, it kind of looked like um like the lobby uh, of a hotel but there wasn't a hotel just like the lobby and the stage or whatever for the lounge and we go up to the third floor and it was just this empty cold uh space like this big uh open area where it looks like it, it, you remember boiler room the movie boiler room yeah Matt Damon? no ben affleck was he in that yeah Giov- he plays the wolf of wall street oh giovanni rabisi is like the main guy yeah, he's the kid. Where's he at? I don't know. But anyway, uh, in that, they they turn an, uh, an empty office space into, like, their office. Or, so it reminded me of that. It looked mm-hmm. like you would maybe film a, a snuff film up there. Uh, Russ said something about, like, <laughs> child ransom video. You know, like, we've got your kid. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was weird looking. And then. He did a good job. You know, there were seats and then there was like a rug for the stage area and it worked, but it was very cold. Everybody kept their coats on. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I did not think it was going to go as, as, as smooth as smoothly as it did. And I, I was relieved that it was actually fun. I can't remember why I brought it up. Did I have- we're talking about what you were wearing at the show, and oh, it was dark. Yeah, I don't think Jesus. I don't think everybody could uh, could see it, and so and nobody was like, "What's your shirt do?" <laughs> so I think I well, lucked I out. Know what that um, acronym was? On your oh shirt. yeah, all, all cops so, are bastards. A C A B. I mean, oof, the shirt has so much. <laughs> right when you you couldn't see, I don't think you could see that. Uh, Where does it I say A cab? On the on the tree, so it's implying heart. that the KKK member is also a cop. I mean, that is historically accurate. That... I know, but that's that's also on the shirt. Yeah, I mean, nice. a cop is it... for hey, not that KKK is cops. KKK is full of lots of community members. Um, but yeah, yeah they recruited uh, the cops were recruited from the KKK. Also, um, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice. Variety of community members in the KKK. Jesus, but, but so, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a, that shirt is a lot, Nathan, and I think it's it is. I can't believe you walk around with that. It's pretty could be uh, Yeah, for sure. And 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 I had uh, there was a twinge of like ah, uh, you're you're you want everybody to have a good time, but also you know for a long time like when I was trying to get in at Comedy Works. And, and when I was in, but I wanted to get to headlining or whatever, I felt like I couldn't do whatever I wanted to do. I had to be pretty like fun, silly, mm-hmm. set up, you know, set up 
set up the crowd for the headliner and it wasn't my show. And so I did that. And then with headlining shows, bar shows or whatever, I didn't really want to uh, get a show canceled, get, uh, you know, get, get a new comic yelled at by the venue owner. That's smart and mature. Yeah. As a performer, like. Right. But also uh, I want to talk about what I want to talk about. I have that, uh, that not that right. I almost said I have that right guaranteed to me in the constitution. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know, just you're it, an artist it, and you shouldn't be censored. You know, you're it, an artist who uses his words to, to paint and you shouldn't be censored. You shouldn't censor yourself for sure. But right. So eyes, because you've been performing long enough to know how to create a good show. That's what everybody wants. Right. So, so yeah, last night I was happy with what I did, which was, I talked about some, some real stuff without having it dominate the whole set. I went kind of went back and forth between uh, dark stuff and silly stuff, personal stuff, whatever. And it was a good set, man. Um, I realized it was the first time in a while that I closed out a show instead of hosting. Cause I was hosting all the shows down here in Trinidad. And so, uh, Still got I, it. Well, yeah, at <laughs> the, one of the only other times that I didn't, uh, host a show was like a couple months, uh, beginning of October. I, um, w did the show with Doug Benson and you, and that was, uh, one of the only other times. Yeah. In a while that I wasn't, uh, just hosting down here and doing like 15 and making fun of people that He's I knew. Still got it, guys. Book, um, book Nathan. I do. Well, you know, <laughs> because it was, uh, Russ's first show, he, uh, when he sent out, uh, the time, you know, how much time he wanted people to do, he was like, I'm going to do 10. Then he wanted, uh, Jose McCall to do 15 to 20. And then, uh, John Bueno was sick. So Austin Brinker filled in and he was also supposed to do 15 to 20. And then he had me at 40 to 50. And I was like, the fuck I'm going to do 40 to 50. I'm mm. going to do 35 to 37. Because for show, you know, maybe there won't be a lot of people, whatever. But they were so good. I ended up, <laughs> I didn't ask for a light. I figured I would not need one. And then uh, when Russ lit me, I was like, oh, shit, I'll bet I'm at like 42 or 40. And I, I think he said I was at 45. <laughs> so that was, that was funny. Of course, I uh, happily fill the time that I scoffed at before. Right. Well, good, though. Good. I mean, yeah, well, it felt, it felt right. Yeah, I mean, they were great. Even though they had their jackets on, they were having a good time. There was supposed to be a bartender, uh, like, on the third floor, but he called in sick, so people had to go downstairs to get beers. But and I thought, I thought they were gonna do I'm that more. Sweater for David. I'm oh shit! Stuff onto the sweater he already has. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Show that. I made fun of the ugly sweater, ugly Christmas sweater party down uh, on the first floor because I don't like how that really just like went from try to find old, actual, like ugly Christmas sweaters to go to Walmart and buy one right. of the four that they make now. I mean, my sister went one year, she bought beautiful sweaters from Target or Macy's or they were like, it's supposed to be ugly. It was a little, what's the word? I don't know if it's garish or gauche. It had a lot of sparkles and a lot of stuff on it. I feel like but both yeah, might apply to that kind of a sweater. Yeah. It was a lovely sweater. It was like, yeah, it's a sequins giraffe in a hat. 
Like it's kind of gorgeous, actually. <laughs> this was her ugly sweater. My sweater I've been wearing for about six years. Um, I got it for six dollars from Kmart, and I'm so proud of it. I, it's just a Christmas, a sad looking Christmas tree with little felt balls on it. Oh yeah, that's great. It's like the best six dollars I ever spent in my life. I <laughs> Like you can call it ugly, but I'm like, that's my holiday sweater. And I, I really love it. Yeah. So, um, you, you were at Looney's. Did you have fun? Did you have any? I did. I hadn't been to Looney's in about five or six years. I like said, I was like four or five years, but I mean, time is so weird now. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what year it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had a good time. They did some remodeling. Looks great in there. I'd always been like, oh yes, it makes you smell like fried food when you leave. They did something to the ventilation. They fixed that. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't smell like you dipped your shirt in the oil before you head out. (laughs) I know. Like I fried my hair. Like I already smell like food because I cook too much. But I don't want to smell like grease, like fried, fried mozzarella sticks specifically. But it was cool. The first show, the you know, the early show was really fun. I think I had fun on stage. Um, the audience had fun. Second show was smaller audience and it felt a little tougher to pull out the jokes. I could blame myself. I just think I dilly dallied for like three or four minutes. So it's like, get, get to a joke. Okay. How about a joke? <laughs> All this chit chat up top. I can't stand it. And I did that. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I had a good time. I'm driving back down tonight. Um, so, you know, we'll try to do it again. I'll try to, I, I have been doing mostly theater. So stand up feels a little choppy for me. Yeah. And um, I thought I was doing 20 minutes. It was actually a 30 minute set. So it had me trying to, I was like thinking of jokes. Like he gave me the time I was supposed to do. And I was like, oh, that's 30 minutes. And so then suddenly my brain was like, oh, what else you got? Damn. Um, I have lots of jokes. I just don't right. do them anymore. So it i i think i started a joke or two that and did not make it all the way through the joke because i don't remember it anymore well what's nice about that is they don't know the joke right <laughs> so they can't be like hey you you missed a part and you switched uh you did the the yeah. second part first <laughs> they don't know <laughs> so. you opened with the punchline you, well yeah i guess there are, there are ways they can tell something Where was the, off but yeah what is this random thing you just said to us but <laughs> it was fine you know when an audience is fun, you can kind of just, you can be interesting and charming on stage to fill some of the time. You don't sure. have to be all punchlines and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which I am actually grateful for that. There was upon a time as a newer comedian, a younger comedian, younger in comedy, uh, you know, you're just like really stressed about setups and punchlines and this joke and that joke. And now it's at a point where it's like, okay. Let's see if I can be interesting on stage. Let me see if I can hold people's attention on stage yeah. until I get to the joke. And it felt good. Last night still feels like that's still, happening. Yeah. yeah, we both still got it. Still got it. <laughs> Fuck us. I'm busy. Um, I think the last time I did Looney's, I opened for Sam. And I'm I'm sure I told the story at some at, at on an earlier episode, but this fucker in the crowd, after I had done two jokes or something it was very early on in the set this guy said something like not funny or 
not good. And I was like, oh, great. I'm so glad that you didn't like the, the two jokes I've done so far. I have another 28 minutes or, you know, I'm going to be up here for a while. And I was like, how, how, how bad did you think that was? And I can't remember like what, if I gave him a scale or something, I think I might've said, I think I said on a scale of one to a hundred, how, how much do you not like me so far? And he's like, 10. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, <laughs> he was giving me practically nothing, but there was one of those where, uh, you know, I tried to use it. And so I tell a couple jokes and be like, what do you think now, bitch? What's the number? And he'd be like 30. I was like, all right, great. And by the end, he said like 97 or whatever. He still couldn't give me the full fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you look but, like someone from his past. You, could, you know, yeah. it happens yeah. on stage. People look like somebody and you're like, I can't watch this guy. Sure. Yeah. But he didn't say that. It was, it was, he, he was saying my jokes weren't that good. Asshole. But it might have been a connection. Yeah, I might have looked like the gym teacher that molested him or whatever. So <gasps> being shitty towards me. That's not my fault, dude. I don't know that guy. But people have such opinions in the audience. And it's like, but you're in the audience. Yeah, you're I mean, some douche. Book a show. Book a show. I'm gonna go down to I'm gonna go down to the auto zone and critique how well you give me my fucking oil filter and viper blades, bitch. No. Yeah, it was dumb. I hate when people are super annoying, demanding, like they're comparing you to their favorite comedian's best special, you know, or whatever the hell. You're nothing like Carlin. (laughs) I was. (laughs) I was uh, George Carlin for Stick or Treat. I don't know if you knew that. This year? (laughs) Yes. Sam was Kyle Kinane and I was George Carlin and we hosted together because Bukley was in uh, Florida for Fest. Okay. I somehow missed Stick or Treat. It's just, we were talking last night about October. It's pretty booked. Like, stuff's going in October, and I think I was booked. Um, mm. I'm sure I was booked, or I would have been there because I wanted to be there. But <clears throat> yeah, it was great. Uh, it is um, Sam and Christy have always done a great job hosting because it is tough to have to go up there. Like to be um, to do a set on the show is really great because you prepare two minutes of stuff or whatever. You get your voice down and you try to get an outfit or together, but you have like two minutes. Sam and I had to go up there 80 times. We had to go up after every <laughs> comic and be yeah. a character. And like, uh, I know both of Sam and Christy over the years, like one or both have gotten progressively drunker. And so that's like, even, that makes it even harder to like keep the voice, uh, you know, throughout. And, uh, even without drinking, I had to Sam a couple times made fun of me because he said I sound started sounding like uh, Al Pacino <laughs> in Scent of a Woman. And I was like, you know, so I'm in my I'm in my head half of the time, like, be, you know, toe that line. Don't go full Pacino. You got to stay. Don't go full Pacino. Not in Scent of a Woman. I can't believe they gave him an Oscar for that. That is just like, ooh, what? <laughs> that was the year I lost my faith in the Oscars because Denzel should have gotten it. But anyway. What was he uh, in in '95? Not. I think that is it. I think that was Malcolm X. Yeah. Oh shit. Where Denzel lost his Malcolm X, uh, was it, and it was given to Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman. I love Al Pacino, but Scent yeah. of a Woman. Right. Then I knew it was. I was like, oh, this is all politics. Okay, this is not real. This is about 
a body of work. This is not about the actual thing that they're being nominated for. This is about campaigning. Yeah. Who does your agent get to vote for you? Like, whose turn is it to win? Because Denzel, my family was shook. I think it was the last year we watched the Oscars together. We were like, never mind. Oh, yeah. The same for us. Before I forget, I keep I kept uh, that picture of Russ up. And I just kept thinking, this is the picture they would use if he, like, killed his family. Or, ah! Like, <laughs> they always... There. The signs were there. They'll always use, like, or like man mauled to death by mountain lion in <laughs> State Park. And then they have to use <laughs> the most cheesy, you know, like, professional photo instead of just, like, a normal... <laughs> I- I have a photo that I am begging to not be put on my obituary. It's like the perfect obituary photo. And I'm like, please don't put it on my obituary. (laughs) Um, My best friend Lucy knows this is, this is not to go on my obituary. It's, it's, um, it's on the poster for Aurora Fox for their season 37. It's just a, a, a photo from a play I did last season, but on photo day, I didn't have my hair done yet. I did my makeup in haste. I wore the worst bra I own. Um, <laughs> and and also I'm missing a tooth in the back. And the shot was taken from like underneath, which is nobody's <laughs> best angle. So you yeah. see how my bra wasn't activated and you can see just a dark spot in the back where a tooth should be because my mouth is open. And yeah. it's just like, it's on their posters and stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's on all their mailers on their Jesus. programs it's everywhere and i'm like do not put this on my obituary <clears throat> this is I, I have a tooth missing in the back too still we, st- we still got it <laughs> we still got it <laughs> not the teeth but not the teeth just the place where the teeth should be uh, <laughs> i'm holding a space for that tooth i got surgery <laughs> there and but then my dentist was like well i'm not gonna put the porcelain tooth in until you pay it off and now I'm like, <laughs> So I've been toothless for a year now and uh, like, Oh, I'm coming to LA. I called the dentist. I'm like, Hey, I moved, but can I come in and try to get that tooth? And they're like, yeah. And, and then just last night on my way out the door, they call me right before the office closed to say, Hey, it actually takes two weeks to get that tooth. Like first the dentist is going to look in and we're going to make a cast. And then it takes two weeks to get it from the laboratory. I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Uh, what like this was my plan to come in. this is my tooth for christmas i had like planned this oh yeah yeah you're going out there and um now i don't know if i have to but also i'm confused it's like well why was i making payments if the tooth never existed uh, yeah paying for well a tooth that you didn't make yet they yeah they didn't want Oh wait! I thought they were saying you were you were paying the tooth off, I thought and they the tooth was on a shelf somewhere. Well, waiting no, for guess... me, like layaway too. Yeah, I was gonna come in and just yeah. Walk Kmart, Kmart doesn't make in. the ugly sweater once you pay it off. They already made it; it's ready. <laughs> I thought the tooth was waiting for me. Like I, you know, I'd be, I'd be like, I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. <laughs> Just hang in there. I'm going to eat so much stuff thanks to you. Damn. I'm thinking, don't give my tooth away. I hope that my real teeth haven't yellowed more than the fake tooth. Like, I just really envisioned this tooth. It doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. So I'm like, why did I, why was I making all these payments? I would never make payments on a thing that doesn't exist yet. 
Right. Yeah. I could have paid a local dentist to, you know, make me a tooth. So now I've paid them to make a tooth that I know don't have time to get. Unless I buy a flight someday, but I'm busy. Once my January 3rd rehearsals for my next play starts and then those plays are back to back. So I will not have a 48 hour span to rush down to LA and get a tooth. And I wanted it for these plays because I don't want any more under my pictures showing (laughs) that I don't have teeth. (laughs) Yeah, it's my nightmare, and I don't want it to happen again. And now I got to do this whole play with a side smile. Like, (laughs) yeah, you're gonna have to make the choice for the characters to have Bell's palsy. (laughs) I've suffered a debilitating stroke. Yeah. Or they make him an old gangster. Yeah, yeah knock James Cadbury. Every I'm like, let me get on your other side, and I kind of like turn sideways. So like, don't show my toothless side. And <laughs> it's my nightmare, and it's just going to continue. And you're saying, was that promo from Queen's Girl in the World? Yeah, yeah. God, I'm very. I'm so- I normally will not smile that big because mm-hmm. I mean, once I had like two or three good years where my teeth were great. I got braces as an adult and they were beautiful for like three years. And I was cheesing every picture from like 2009 to like, to, no, 2000, whatever to whenever. Like three good years of just like cheesing, like bah, hitting them with it. <laughs> And now I do side smile because I lost that tooth. And well, I will say I'm so glad that I saw that play because you were incredible. I knew that you had gone to you know gone to college for theater and and had been in plays, but to actually see you was uh, really great. And uh, wow, what a you know it was just you up there playing. Can't remember. It's like 17 people. <laughs> Thirteen. 13 different people, men, women, a Jewish, like, teacher, a fucking, like, yeah, a couple of teenage kids. It was um, really great. And, uh, yeah, I can't remember why I was in town. Did you notice my tooth? Did you notice my space? Where my the whole time. There was like a, <laughs> yeah, the whole time. There was like a little spotlight that shone directly on the gap. I don't know. <laughs> Why that stagehand had it out for you. But it was like, you wouldn't be able to see it if it weren't for that little spotlight, like that extra bright spotlight that. (laughs) No, no, it was great. God, what a fun. And then after the show, I can't remember what there was like a woman because, you know, that theater's on pretty far east Colfax where Mm -hmm. things are things are changing and happening. But there's still a lot of well, yeah, still still a lot of people just kind of bumping into each other down there with not a lot. I walked home one time. Oof. Only one. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I will find the $12 for an Uber next time. Yeah. Good call. You know, there, I can't remember what the woman did. She like was, she was definitely like mean to the guy that had to like tell her that she couldn't come in. I can't remember what she said to him, but she was a, she was a character for sure. Oh yeah. I vaguely remember some rando like, yeah, a bunch of us were like thinking maybe you would come into the lobby or whatever, or they were just, you know, like getting their getting their jacket on. And then, yeah, she, <laughs> I think she I think she acted like she was an Uber trying to pick somebody up. And then she was not nobody. 
nobody had had called for an Uber because because she, she was lying. It's and then, uh, facts, baby, East facts. Yeah, I think I can't remember what she said to the dude that had to be like, "I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't let you in." But it was a funny little interaction. Yeah, East ass Colfax, man. <laughs> Where the arts go to thrive. <laughs> but that is a well, that is a cool theater. I yeah, that theater's great. I just did a play at People's Building, which is right across the street from Aurora Fox, directly yeah. across the street. And that is formerly a furniture store that's been converted into an art gallery, which also has a big space that they use for performance. And um, Aaron, who runs the place, the curator, I don't know his last name, um, but he's working hard to make that, you know, a space where they're going to make it more gallery friendly, like put put up more walls and stuff. So, you know, they want to put more arts down there, more arts, less prostitution, you know? Yeah. Less uh, people getting stabbed with box cutters, please. It does remind (laughs) me of South Central very much. And Mm. uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, walking home from there, I was like, "Oh, this is too familiar. This is like <laughs> me in the '80s walking home from school. This is a little terrifying." And yeah, on a backpack, which I don't know if you know this, that no matter how old you are as a woman, when you wear a backpack, people hope you are a child, <laughs> and <laughs> you. They act like predators until you like put a little bass in your voice like you're a grown lady. Something about that backpack just turns heads. (laughs) Honking at me, a lot of... Jesus Christ. What what is the... I had to take off my backpack, carry it like a suitcase. I was like, I'm grown, please. (laughs) (laughs) God, that's so fucked. Like, yeah, they... (laughs) I don't even know. I was going to say they they sexualize it. It's like, what? You got another ass in that backpack, girl? What's going on? <laughs> but it they creeped me out. They scoop just you f- up real quick. They think they can scoop you up. I mean, they scoop Ugh. up brown women, too, you know, sex trafficking. We don't have to get in that, into that on Chubby Behemoth. But uh, when walking down East Colfax, trying to get home, um, you know. <laughs> bring don't bring an attache. <laughs> Don't bring a backpack or else you're going to end up in fucking Nicaragua. <laughs> God damn. I tried to joke about, cause I was saying that that space uh, at the, in the Springs was very creepy. And I said something like how many kids have been kept here before, you know, getting moved across the country. And then there was a whiteboard, uh, you know, dry erase board that the crowd couldn't even see. Cause it was like around the corner or whatever, but I could see it on stage. And I was like, they got a whiteboard over here, you know, with a bunch of facts and figures on it. Like numbers are up, but we need different ethnicities. Too many white kids. The rich pedophiles are complaining. (laughs) Eventually I'm like, Jesus, uh, sorry, everybody. I thought it was going to be fun to like soften the blow of uh, child trafficking with uh, the idea of it being like a business. Well, and then, (laughs) and so, so I moved on, you know, I, moved away from it, started doing material. And then uh, towards the end of the set, uh, Austin Brinker, I didn't realize it, but Austin had brought up a little uh, cooler because he grows a bunch of different kinds of mushrooms. And so he had some man. That's his name now. Yeah. The mushroom man. Man. Right. So yeah, uh, I didn't know that he, 
I didn't know that he had brought them in a cooler, uh, you know, on stage. So, and I hadn't really noticed that there was a little cooler there off to the side, but uh, towards the end of my set, the, the handle like fell and, and like slapped against the side of it. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, Oh, what the, what is this? I thought maybe there were some beers in there that I could like give to the crowd or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> try to get them to like me again. And uh, I open it and there's just like 15 brown paper sacks, you know? And so I go, holy shit. Well, what are these sack lunches doing here? I was yeah. right. There were kids being kept here. My God. <laughs> oh, God. And then I, I touched the wall and I said, the walls are freshly painted. They're covered in blood. Oh God! I brought it back to all the church people. A dark place. Well, the church people know more than anything about uh, you know the evil that lies underneath the surface. Oh God! Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and after- seriously, it should be behemoth's topic, isn't it? Doesn't that really coincide with the name? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, David Berkowitz uh, killed uh, several young young people because they. A lot of car uh, parked cars, you know, people making out necking in their old Caprice or whatever. How did you land on this name? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I expect this from Sam, but Nathan. Uh. <laughs> um, we always thought it was so funny that that uh, this like, you know, obviously he was uh, deranged, but that this, um, you know, serial killer called himself the chubby behemoth like it's kind of it, it sounds silly it obviously sounds menacing and, and sinister but it's also like <laughs> chubby is very kind of like disarming or i don't know like i am <laughs> i am the pudgy destroyer you know like it's fucking <laughs> ridiculous like was it his porn name he had hoped to go into perhaps or be a yeah stripper. chubby was his first dog and he lived on behemoth avenue <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> we we always th- like for for a long time, you know, I don't know how we we talk. I mean, I guess just because we talked a lot, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of late nights sharing a bed, giggling and uh, getting to know each other. Eventually, you start talking about David Berkowitz. <laughs> and we both thought, we both thought it was hilarious that that he called himself that like it, that sounds like something that a news you know that that a that a, a news anchor would co- would come up with yeah. to like He's be kind of shitty, kind of right? Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. It's like look at this nerdy psycho. You know, like yeah, it doesn't seem like you would call yourself that, but <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we liked that. And 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 um, for for a while, I wanted to do a podcast with Sam. Uh, like before the pandemic, before we actually started. And I, I thought I thought we were going to call it like the Joke Life podcast or just Joke Life. But uh, for whatever reason, I think I think I just threw out Chubby Behemoth as an as a, another option uh, before we got going. And he was like, let's do that. And uh, between so, yeah. you and Sam, who is more well-read? Sam. Sam loves reading. And I like watching. Well, I couldn't tell. I'd say you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he seems like he reads things. Uh, I I read a lot of like I try to keep up with news and and things. Um, you know, I read uh, a lot of news articles or t- Twitter. Uh, I follow a lot of either journalists or like I don't know, like uh, organizers, activists, so that mm-hmm. I feel like I I read that. 
Sam has read a ton of like fiction and knows a lot, a lot about uh, different authors. And I have read some things, but God, I, once I get out of the loop, once I get out of the habit of reading a book and then starting another one, I've been out of it for years. And it's so easy I've to like read a book and so on. I, yeah. I used to love to hang out at Barnes and Nobles and Borders and stuff. And I love mm-hmm. the feel of a book. I love buying books. I love going to mutiny and finding new books. And yeah. then I just started to collect them on, a sh- on my shelves, which was my dream as a kid. I just wanted to be surrounded by books. But then I started buying books, buying new books and not reading them. Just, <laughs> I was like, oh, you got to stop doing that. That's crazy. Because once I moved, I got rid of most of my books. Had to. Yeah, they're, the, they're, the t- they're like the worst thing to amass a large collection of and then to have to yeah box them up god the heaviest fucking box you've ever (laughs) right i'm like i'll take the fridge i'll put the fridge on my back and if you could grab (laughs) that that box of uh 12 books uh (laughs) because my back's fucked up so you take the box of books i will grab uh the two couches i'll stack them and carry them out to the truck very neat trick me and andy moved a couple times and he was always in charge of packing you pack your books in small boxes Sure. And oh yeah. Yeah. It's like duh. Like he he yeah. did a lot of our packing in small boxes. The times I've moved myself, I usually just throw everything in my car and then drive it across town to wherever I live. And Andy was very good about packing in small boxes. And I was like, okay, I'll keep that even after we break up. I knew this like <laughs> seven, eight years ago. I was like, once we break up, I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> <laughs> you filed it away. You're like, Janae, listen, listen to me uh, now. You're going to need this sooner than later. <laughs> Don't, well, yeah, because I think the instinct is I want to get this fucking box. Or I want to get these books, you know, in and out as quickly as possible. So you get a big old box and you're like, I want all of the books in one. <laughs> but yeah, you got to out, you got to outgrow that thinking. Yeah, those big boxes are not worth it. Next time you move, go first, medium and small boxes. Makes more sense. Oh yeah, I, I I realize that I'm I'm also an adult. Uh, you're trying to tell me <laughs> as if I'm 19. Don't wear a backpack, Nathan. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Great life lesson. I'm just growing up. Yeah, I I have to impart wisdom to Noah uh, Reynolds because he's still pretty young. And I'm trying to raise him right, you know, like chew your food. You don't want to choke. You got <laughs> to chew your food all the way. Don't you know just... what? Whenever I see him, he almost talks to me. <laughs> he, he like, I feel like he gets the courage to, to, to let me know he's there. And then it's like, ah, ugh, that's as much as I've come up with. <laughs> it's gone. Uh. This dude uh, that that listens to the podcast, Tyler, he lives down here, and uh, he said he he crossed paths with with Noah like not that long ago, like within the last week or two. He was, um, I think, he said he was kind of by wide right. He was like by that uh, that post office, whatever. He was like right there, and he saw Noah coming towards him, and realized it was him, and then also realized that Noah would have no idea who he was. You know, they had never talked before and he said he thought about just trying to scare the shit out of him or just being like hey aren't you fucking noah reynolds you little shit and acting <laughs> on this. i wish he would have done it he said he just did you know they just he just walked by him and didn't 
didn't, didn't interact with him, but that would have been so fucking funny. <laughs> Just makes Noah shit his little pants. <laughs> nice backpack, kid. Where do you want to? Where do you want to live next? <laughs> I'm going to take you out to an island <laughs> and make you dance. But yeah, he he. Uh, I don't know. I, I would imagine he's he's in a weird. He's in a weird spot, like that spot, that time when you know that you're funny, you know that you're like getting there, you're you people, uh, you've had really good sets, uh, other comics have uh, complimented you, tried to help you, whatever, but also like, you know, it's not like he's uh, fully actualized, like, you know, there's still a, a long way to go. And that is a weird time, you know, like. When you're brand new, you've got like that false bravado or you're kind of faking it or whatever. And now he's uh, gotten a lot, but then there's still like not, you know, there, you don't you don't just reach a point where you're completely confident and you well, know I, that you're on the right like, What are you it, it constantly feels like what's the next thing you're pursuing and you try to get funny enough to get to that next thing like that next opportunity, that next show, that next level, the next festival. I got to get funny enough to do this. Who's already on that festival? I got to get as funny as those people so I can get that festival. Like, I I feel like, yeah, you're in a, he's probably in a weird place. Maybe he has to, um, he's funny. Like, now you got to set some goals. Like, what's the yeah. thing you want to do so you can be funny enough to do that thing or funnier than the people who are already doing that thing? Well, and I've also I've also told him that. Uh, well, yeah, and and I was gonna gonna say festivals are the worst because even though it seems like not at his level. Well, even though the, I'm just saying, like uh, they're 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 a mind fuck because you can be very funny and not get any of the festivals that you apply to because there's this. I mean, each festival can be uh, can not book you for a lot of different reasons. Either they don't know you, and they like to book people that they know. Mostly yeah. they don't know you. I wish I could tell yeah. everybody who's trying to get into festivals because they don't know you. Yeah. I also think a lot of festivals want a lot of different types of people, which is good. But they can, I mean, that can go. Do they? In, I, well, not all of them. But I, I think some try really hard to not have a bunch of white dudes. And so it, if you're a white dude, maybe you don't get certain Woo-hoo! festivals. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, <laughs> but I, th- I think so. Where I'm sitting that does not feel like the case that does not feel like a problem i mean i feel like people recognize some part of the problem but then when you look at what their solution is or what they've accomplished you're like you still are doing that thing still yeah. most of these festivals are mostly white dudes yeah. and 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 not every white guys the same for sure and there's a lot of white guys therefore you need to be an extraordinarily talented white guy to even be chosen but still it doesn't feel diverse in the way that I think of diversity yeah. um, because I know that there's so much. I'm like, where are, I want people with different stories. And I think there's a comedian for every genre. It's like, where are your immigrant comedians? Where are your refugee comedians? They're like, Oh, didn't yeah. think of that. We just picked a black lady. Sure. We figured we covered all of that section. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we got a, a, a gay black woman. So that's three uh, that's diversity murky. hires in one. It's very economical. It's efficient. But I, I oh, really love to watch the diverse, diversity of stories. And I don't think every white guy is the same, but I do look at most of these layouts of festivals and I'm like, it's still a lot of white guys. 
And to get on there, you got to be a popular white guy, a very yeah. funny white guy, an, ex- an extraordinary talented, extraordinarily yeah. talented white guy still to get on. I understand that. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, it's like you just said earlier, how if you are an unknown uh, comic, then it's tougher. And then if you have any kind of heat, if you've done a couple festivals, it'll be more likely that you do all of the festivals because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the, the people that do festivals kind of see, you know, who, who's, who's doing the festival circuit. And a lot of those people are white dudes that, you know, have a couple late night credits or their podcast is getting bigger or whatever the hell. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, little Noah also because, um, I think I think comics that do their own thing can stand out in a good way, but they can also still run into like a crowd that doesn't get them or doesn't like them or doesn't respond. Uh, and so I've tried to tell Noah the best thing or the thing that lets you know that you're on the right track for me is uh, when other comics think that you're funny. And he has gotten that. And that is um, hopefully enough to keep a, you know a gun out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, his twin brother. Uh, did not avoid that fate. No, <laughs> that oh, was shit. no, that was a running joke. I I made it up when we did the pod. I acted like he shot up a school and then <laughs> killed himself. You know, because that's hilarious. <laughs> but Chubby Behemoth, that dark, the dark passenger. If you if you watch Dexter, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. the dark passenger is is uh is in the car uh, for this pod and for me. I try to be <laughs> nice, but also you know. I, I am well nice read face. enough. You have huh? a nice face and a nice voice. So it's always like when you say something dark, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about missing teeth instead of missing kids and keep it light. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I have tried to raise Noah right and, and let him know that he's, he's, doing, he's doing well. And it, it, you just can't get in your own head too much about like, Oh, I'm not doing enough because I've, I've always said, what does he want? I don't know. Well, you know, just to, to, to get bumped up at comedy works, to get asked to do shows instead of having to ask to, to do shows, you know, all of that. And I just tell him, you know, uh, Denver is pretty good at, I don't know. uh, Some Denver comics that run shows know that they need to like book different people. Others, I think book their friends a little too much, but what are you going to do? You know, that's at least there's a lot of shows. To- tell him comedy works is first of all, ooh, um, it's uh, who knows when she's going to add more people to that. It's like, oh, yeah. that's a rough one to be wanting that you better off just trying to apply to a festival every year. But um, comedy works is very much about consistency and yeah. um, Noah is funny and likable. And I think people always like him on stage. And you gotta show you gotta be consistent. You gotta show some consistency. Even though yeah. you know you can be funny, it's like you're gonna have to show how funny you can consistently be, like actually do some of the same jokes over and over. So yeah. lots of people who work at Comedy Works can see you every time you're up there. Like sometimes people they get like a comedy works show every month or every couple weeks or something, and they wanna try something new. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. you should do the same three minutes probably. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that that is um, something to, 
to over or to to ignore in your brain is like oh at open mics and at comedy works you want to like yeah as, as if these uh these staff members are going to remember your last three minute set from two months ago right. and be like oh he did the same stuff she did the same set yeah that's comedy when you have like yeah when you're on when you're working your way up the only way that you would that it would look bad is if you did the exact same set for like two years three years especially if it doesn't crush or whatever so yeah that's um yeah that's like a weird instinct that some comics have if people could consider it more like theater it's like i can't come out tonight and do a different monologue i gotta do the same monologue this time I'm a queen's boy in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, learn your lines, do the same joke, um, <laughs> act it better next time. Maybe um, this mm. time have bigger energy, maybe hold more eye contact. Um, maybe, adjust maybe two words. In maybe it. be missing two teeth tonight. <laughs> I'm missing, like eight teeth. I don't even know how much an adult is supposed to have. I've never had the full set ever. <laughs> um, it's just all the time just adjust for the teeth that i have <laughs> the next time i i need to go to like the dental school at the college down here to try to get some freaking i don't know how many teeth i'll end up with after that because i feel like uh some of them might be ready to go so that's gonna suck <laughs> as long as they're in the back. that way man it's like it's like when people get like marble countertops you're like actually that shit is not the strongest like bones are not the strongest they get this reputation like bones are so strong but they just wear down and decay the whole time since they've been popping out of your face they just yeah. they've been waiting to jump out of your head and onto the floor so we can't be feeling bad about it. They were never intended to last 80 years, but. I still got baby teeth. No, oh. you don't. Yeah, I do. I, I got no cavities. This chipped tooth last year is the only damage I've ever done. Well, you I got no you cavities? To... No cigarettes? You got no cavities? No, I eat candy right before I go to bed, too. And I have for you I, know, tw- 20 years. Cavities. My baby niece just went to the dentist, and my sister was like, she's got cavities. But my nephew, who's eight, same family, her brother. No cavities. They just, yeah. it's just different. Bones are different. Um, well, your niece is a smoker and that's unfortunate, but <laughs> I'm glad the nephew is <laughs> smoking in the house again. Smoking in the house, no cavities. Well, good for you, bruh. I got all <laughs> the places that don't have cavities are just holes. So just <laughs> should be. Every tooth has a cavity. Um, yeah, I went from uh, no cavities, like straight A's until like whenever, <laughs> whenever I started to get B's, like eighth grade, ninth grade, that was when the cavities started coming. And, I was, and then I was like, oh, God, I'm not God's perfect little rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm mortal. And then it just was downhill from there. And I don't know. Oh, no. And then I, the, the tooth that I had to have taken out, I chipped like on a burrito in Arizona <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just let it get to that. Like, I'm going to kill myself if this pain continues. Like I it's let it go pain crazy. It's the, yeah, I think it's the worst that, that, well, back pain can really get bad, but like, yeah, like the tooth pain is fucking crazy. Back pain like, seems to be nagging and yeah. annoying. Yeah. It's like, take me out now. Someone back yeah. my 
calling, please. I've been there. Get the hammer. Yeah, uh, it is. That it scene is another in, in, level. in Castaway, when Tom Hanks yeah. has a bad tooth, it is yeah. the realest. I was like, <laughs> yeah. ah, that right there. The realest <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie. Just <laughs> knock me out. Oof. Yeah, I snapped at, because, uh, so I went to, because I didn't have insurance at uh, then either, six years ago or seven years ago, uh, Heather Snow, rest in peace, uh, had a dentist friend out in Evergreen, I think. And so uh, we had, you know, I had to drive out there and there was a time I had to go out a few times. And one of the times um, Megan and Sarah B and Megan's brother, Nick, well, he was going to drive us, but Sarah was like, Oh, I, I wouldn't mind going out there or whatever. So it was like this fun trip for the three of them. And then there was some discussion of something like, Oh, where should we put the dogs and Bubba? And I was like, this isn't a fucking road trip. I'm, I, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill all of you. And I felt bad. I snapped at everyone, <laughs> but that pain is kill your family and then yourself kind of pain. Yes. They should check in with these murder suicides. Like how are his teeth? <laughs> check his teeth. Don't look at the, yeah. Don't look at the mental health records. Look at the dental records. What was the going dental on? Just... Records. And they're like, Oh, he needed two root canals. Okay. Well, there's our motive. <laughs> oh my I, god i had i needed a root canal really badly a few years ago when i was living on grand street and i was like remember when it got so bad i was rocking back and forth in my bed and i was crying and i wanted my mom so badly and i uh, envisioned running into traffic i was like that would be the easiest thing nobody would have to clean that up not at home it's like i'll just run into traffic and get hit by a car <laughs> that sounds better than getting a, a shitty job that provides health shitty health insurance so that i can go see a dentist yeah once the tooth happens it's like you know how long it takes to earn dental insurance at a job yeah. it's like it's yeah. when you need the shit done you need it done and luckily shout out to case um who happened to have a couple vicodin available and yeah. i think about all the days when i used to um Abuse Vicodin, <laughs> all the wasted Vicodin. It's like, that's like almost the only thing that can help when you have a tooth problem is a Vicodin. Like, yeah. and that helped me to at least be able to pick up the phone and call the dentist. Like, cause I was at that point where I was just like, eh, eh, I don't know. It's just like your brain is scrambled. You're like, I don't know. Do I call 911 or mm. run into traffic? Like, <laughs> these are my these, options. These are the two options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you chew on the other you chew on the other side of your mouth for like a year and a half and then that is not enough <laughs> and then yeah you're like what else do i what else can i do and and people i was gonna say uh people are so annoying when they act like homeless people petty crimes you know that are done by desperate people that are in pain that they just shouldn't do that you know they act like it's just like this weird choice that's being made and it's like yeah. bitch have a fucking toothache and no insurance for two years. Okay. Have okay. have a back injury and then you can't get any more pain pills. You know, people act like, you know, there's just this rational brain that is, you know, purpose purposely being uh, misused or ignored. You know, pain, pain <laughs> changes people. too. if you have chronic pain, yeah. it changes your brain. Yes. Like, 
I mean, definitely actually all these, uh, these murder suicides, let's check what's going on with pain for them. You know, what kind of physical pain are they in? I hate to hear comics, especially like these on their special, they'll be having their HBO special, their Netflix special, talking about toothless people. I'm not going to name names, but a couple <laughs> of both white dudes always yeah. making jokes about people without teeth. And it's like, do you think people like not having teeth? <laughs> ever met a person who rejected a tooth that was offered yeah. to them and they're like and this one comic was just like ask your friends borrow some money from your friends do whatever you have to do you can't just walk around without tooth in the front it's like well that tooth was giving you pain and you had no money and the option and usually they they will pull it for you yeah if you can't afford a root canal they always offer to just yank that tooth out of your mouth and mm-hmm. and so people i i used to work with this really young guy who had like no teeth in the front he's from um east pennsylvania pennsylvania so i kept saying and he was great hard worker smart guy fun guy sweet guy but no teeth in the front and he's so young and Mm -hmm. he just worked all the time he worked his ass off until he could get a credit card and then he got his teeth fixed and then he got promoted (laughs) <laughs> and then he like went back to school or something. It was like, yeah. you know how much I could hold a person back? Nobody wants to be like that. It's just like, it's a process. It's expensive. It's a luxury to have good teeth. I get angry every time I hear a comic talk about people missing teeth. It's like, you fucking elitist. Sure, yeah. The, that's like the, that's one of the easier joke topics is like a funny interaction with a crazy homeless person and i had a couple mine were not uh i feel like the ones i had were not very mean i I was somewhat aware that well because like one was made up where this dude that was like getting arrested saw me walking down the street and said lordy lordy look who's 240 (laughs) and i was like you're being arrested how are you shitting on me so you know it was made up (laughs) <laughs> not not just dumping on a on a homeless person or whatever but uh another one and another one was real and it, again it was just a funny interaction it wasn't uh you know it was a dude uh who was like hey uh <laughs> i was by jesus saves downtown and he walked alongside me he was like hey big dog hey what you need man i got what you need what you what are you looking for and i said oh i'm good and he was like oh i was about to hook you up too you little bitch <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that really happened and and really the, the rest of the joke was was just like me being hurt like hey what happened to big dog i thought it was i thought it was your big dog <laughs> so but yes uh, uh other comics a lot of comics have 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 uh, relied on the fake or real interaction with a with somebody who's homeless or or yeah having a, a manic episode or you know schizophrenic and it can be really clueless you know it's like oh yeah why wouldn't you shit on a uh, on a person who's struggling yeah uh, so yeah I'm, that is annoying that they're that there's... Get out of touch when they by the time they get to these big specials they are out of touch or when they get their second special or third special especially they're like you are out of touch actually so a lot of us are closer to being homeless than having our third special like that is much more relatable to me than what you're doing on stage don't you feel like that's what happened with Chappelle? that's why he has these weird this this fascination with trans people is that he went from being you know obviously when he started he was 15 but like being in dc young black 
uh, out there, you know, experiencing struggling and then getting some success as an actor, whatever. And then Chappelle show, but he still is, com- you know, is still in the world or whatever. But then yeah. he goes to Africa and then he goes and, you know, he's on a he's, he lives on a farm in rural Ohio and he's, a you know, gets gets richer and richer. So I think I just feel like how could he like fully understand other like newer types of struggles or, or newly talked about? types yeah. of struggles from 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 other types of people like i don't know they, they i mean they all become out of touch i think kevin hart became out of touch if most oh, of what yeah. made you famous was talking about being broke and poor and living with your mom and now it's just like who are we talking about jet set into the next city and what happened in the next city you're like uh who cares i mean Chappelle, <laughs> the one thing about Chappelle though is he has interesting interactions and I do like to hear his stories because I don't think I'm going to have the same interactions. Um, Like when he was at the club talking about Prince, this is before all the specials released, he was at the club telling his Prince story and it was just like fascinating. Yeah. Chappelle can be really fascinating still. Um, I think like with the trans issues, he does kind of lock onto a subject and then explore and mine the subject when it's like, ah, is this necessary? What else could you be talking about? Tell me about the kids, man. Tell me about the kids. Or the kids. Tell me about these teenagers in your house. Tell me about that. You know, right? Yeah. Talk about the kids and talk about the food. And that's fine. <laughs> have um, one more baby. Tell me about that. Yeah, you're about to have baby material and pregnant. God, so. This- know if i'm going to have material because my head is still like in a weird place with it like you know like i i for some reason a bunch of lady comics are pregnant this year my sister says that it is a side effect of covid vaccine but we can get into that later it's a (laughs) side effect of killing time at home (laughs) no it's a side effect of not pulling out actually yeah Um, but the chances of that if you're having sex all the time increase yeah Maybe I've been having a lot of sex over these 40 something years and <laughs> it's very odd that it just suddenly happened after I got vaccinated guys. <laughs> uh, coincidence. I've been not um, follow, follow the money. And <laughs> you'll, you'll find the money is soaked in cum. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want to be material, but I'm pregnant for, it feels like forever. But it is a short time also to be on stage talking about it. Like pregnancy material, I guess you talk about it after because yeah. <laughs> initially you don't talk about it because you're, you know, it's too early, you're not showing. And then mm. there's a small window where you are showing and you can talk about it. And within that window, I am in two plays and I won't be on stand-up stages. Yeah. Okay. So I will still be hiding it. <laughs> you can't you can't go Ali Wong, which was a great special. I want to though. Like I was, I was just talking to 800 pound gorilla. Didn't know I was pregnant yet and talking about doing an album. And then when I found I was pregnant, I was like, well, do I talk about being pregnant? And, mm-hmm. and then I stopped talking to them because I was like, well, I don't even have time to do an album right now. I've already committed to these plays. It would have to be like in 10 months or whatever. Well, I, I don't even know that. I, I don't even know. Um, but also, like, I won't be pregnant anymore. So, do I talk about new baby? Do I write all new material? 
the material that I would have put on an album is like irrelevant to my life now. Yeah. So I, I feel like I got to start from scratch with writing, but it's hard to start from scratch in this temporary position that I'm in. Yeah. I would say I, if I were you and, and I am, we are all one. <laughs> uh, I would say, I would say if it, ideally you could pick a date when you're done with the plays that, that, that where you could record an album and you start with like some of your favorite best, like, you know, some of your best, jokes that that you would still that you would want on the album you know mm-hmm. like not just the best jokes from your whole uh career because maybe some of them you know you don't want as uh, on your debut album and so they just don't get recorded and you know and that's fine but you know whatever whichever few things that you still really enjoy or that you know are like you know home runs and then you've got a couple things about being pregnant or whatever that that, that you enjoy and that you are able to kind of flesh out in your head. I, I know that's not ideal. You want to be able to run them a bunch on stage, but if you can't do that, you can still trust yourself to have like certain things yeah. that are funny and you, and you jot them down and then you think of a tag or whatever. And then it's, you know, and then it's, it's ready. Cause ideally, you know, you pick a date that is maybe a month after you're done with the play. So then you, you run, you know, a, whatever yeah, you can do for a month. The whole time on the play, the play ends mid-April, then I'll be delivering end of April. So yeah. I'll be somebody's mom when I do this this imaginary album, I guess. The only thing I would say, please don't do, is I have unfollowed several funny women on Twitter for doing, and and, and men can do it too. But like uh, to to have the fucking and and you won't have this for the album because your kid won't talk yet. But the, all of the fucking, oh, my kid said something so funny. There's so many. I mean, that's like almost as prevalent and annoying as the fake slash uh, mean homeless person interaction is the, oh, my kid meant to say fucking tiddlywinks. And he said, you know, tiddly twinks. And I was like, oh, you don't pick up a little twink until you're ready. Whatever the fuck, all this, you know, it's just such a crutch, man. And you got to be careful with that shit because it is annoying. And I'm sure it can crush when people have kids like, oh, yeah, they do. It just becomes all of a person's life. It does. Like, like suddenly I'm not going to be able to talk about like, what am I talking about now? I, I talked a lot in the past about my boy, whoever my boyfriend was at the time. And I talk about moving and I talk about not being a mom. I have a lot of jokes about like, Hey, I don't have kids. Oh yeah. Whoops. Whoops. (laughs) That might be fun though. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) That might be fun. You might be able to start with, or, you know, weave that, you know, that was then. And now I'm pregnant. Like how, how you felt then and how I'm sorry, now. I judged. I'm sorry I called you all fat and weird looking. Really. <laughs> uh, we, you just reminded me last night at the Applebee's uh, we, uh, we had fun cause I, you said something about how you're halfway through or you're at the point where now it, you know, it it looks like a baby instead of just like nothing inside of you and how, whatever you said, like now, you know, it, it would be, 
it would be, uh, you couldn't get an abortion. And I was like, well, you could, it's not like the kid would like be able to stop you or, or plead for its life. Like, no, <laughs> I want to <laughs> live. Mama. The baby has bones and looks like a baby in there instead of a, yeah. a blip on the ultrasound. Looks right. Like but yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. Like, the baby is like, please, no, I'm going to be a good boy. <laughs> God. That's what the billboards make it seem like the anti-abortion, like in oh. Kansas, you know, the, your baby has read three books by the time you feel it kick, you know, shit like that. It's like, come on. Uh, they're so mean. It actually feels like nothing. That's the yeah. best part. They make a, it's a, like, how did you kill her baby? It's, I'm not trying to kill a baby. I'm trying to end a pregnancy. Actually, yeah. it doesn't feel like anything's in there. Every day is terrifying. When you want the baby, you're like, is it even still here? I can't tell until I go get another ultrasound in a month. I'm just fingers are crossed that it's still in there and still like thriving. It's I can't believe they're making people stay pregnant because this is like a decision that you make daily. It's a daily walk. It's a it's yeah. a daily, I'm gonna take my my prenatal vitamins daily. I should drink more water every day. Get up and go pee every day. Wish I could have a bowel movement every day. Don't eat sushi every day. You're just like, it's just like a, you have to want to do it. I want to keep the baby healthy. So I'm doing all the things. But if I really couldn't support a child, if I couldn't bring another baby into this world, if I, it wasn't good for my health and my body, how could you make me take that walk every day? Like, Yeah, you're going to run into traffic. This is a tooth pain situation. Right. <laughs> you get desperate. Yeah. All of that uh, we will have to be on uh, another episode, I feel, because uh, that's a whole other thing. The abortion episode. The let's talk <laughs> Amy Coney Barrett, bitch. Dumbass. Stupid. Yeah. Her, her, this Supreme Court is bullshit, man. It's so her, bullshit. her initials are almost all cops are bastards. All Coney's <laughs> are Barrett's. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, fuck uh, so much of what is happening uh, in the courts in the state of the state uh, that mm -hmm. controls us. It's it's scary, um, but I am excited for you. You're, uh, like I said, literally one of my favorite people of all time, and I'm excited for you and happy for you because, like, same with, like, my sister, you know, and, and her husband when they got pregnant, when Kristen uh rand van horn i call her kristen rand horn to save time when she got <laughs> pregnant it's it's exciting because god uh god bless you because we will need some kids from smart uh, caring people not just like the dumbest of the dumb or the you know not not that everybody who has kids but you know what i mean the other side of the i know of the american coin are having a lot of kids and that's not great so that you know when the other te when they when smarter people more passionate people more informed people uh decide to have kids it is um, the other teat drops for some reason the other i don't know what that is when the other teat drops yeah, yeah. I need those to be i i agree and I thought for sure, I was like, I'm not having any. I'm too smart for this shit. It's, <laughs> it's a burden. And I think often about, you know, well, if only idiots have babies, then we're going to be in a lot of trouble here. Um, right. Yes. So. Uh, we're, you know, we, saw, we talked about how 
<laughs> however many uh you, i think you said there's a hundred guns for every person in america and how yeah. scary that is because most of the people we know might have zero to one gun yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> <laughs> that that is being uh skewed heavily um by a lot of very particular people yeah. who have you know 500 guns right. <laughs> to even out our zero same, same with kids for sure um but hopefully some of those guns take out some of those kids before they grow up oh, and turn uh, into a piece of shit cut that part out no yeah, that's controversial that that's the podcast baby that's that's oh, content that's chubby behemoth for you baby that's what the people show up for i'm gonna have a pic i'm gonna have a t-shirt with a kid hanging from a tree i'm gonna click off right now nobody's cutting shit what do you uh what do you want to plug real quick this is the longest episode ever but i feel like it's a good one okay he'll cut some don't worry um, <laughs> cut <trim> nothing. <laughs> um uh, well, I am going to be in two plays in the spring. So if you didn't get to see me acting, you can see me at Aurora Fox. I'm going to be in Dontrell Who Kissed the Sea um, in a supporting role, which is great. And that runs in February and March. And then I'm going to be in Hurricane Diane. I have the lead role in that play. Oh, and yeah. uh, Diane's pregnant now. Pretend like you don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> that's the be one where my character is not supposed to be pregnant but we will see how that runs um so that'll be in like april march and april um and those are both at aurora fox and before then i'm gonna be at lucha libre are you gonna be there are y'all i am there? i'm supposed to be at lucha libre in january that is yeah. rehearsal time so i'm trying to, to let my director know that please can i have that one friday night off or saturday night off um friday, yeah January 19th? 14th. I think it's the 14th. 14th, yeah. Um, so that's I'll a, West that's back a, 18th of this month, December 18th. And then, uh, yeah, I'll be around. And I'll be, um, if you know anything about, uh, if you want to send me money for my baby, feel free. I'm not sure that a car seat can go in the backseat of a 2006 Toyota Corolla. But I'm going to try. So... What's your Venmo? Janae Burris. Trying to make it easy for people to find me. Oh, hell yeah. Also um, trying to get that tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get that tooth. Uh, I, yeah, I will be, it is January 14th for Lucha Libre and Laughs, and that's in Denver, Oriental Theater. I will be uh, on a competing show on December 18th. I am at the Denver Comedy Lounge, thanks to Ben Kronberg. Uh, two shows, seven and nine. And then the next night, the 19th, is the uh, Comedy Works Holiday Roast at the Downtown Club. That's always very fun. I no longer get invited to, so bleep out that show, Jacob. Bleep that. <laughs> you better stop producing my producer. Like, <laughs> now you got a baby inside of you. think you can take over my shit. I'm voting for two now. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, No. Leave it in. Uh, final decision. I don't care what your baby has to say about my life and my body. He's a male baby. People will care what he has to say. The sign male at birth is almost all cops are bastards. <laughs> <laughs> all males are, be are births. Uh, the roast is uh, always a fun time, especially because in the midst of the holiday clean shows for all these fucking groups of uh you know work retreat you know work outings or whatever oh yeah let's go see some pg comedy you know uh the opposite of what comedy should be 
we get to be nice and dirty and, and make fun of Jesus and the Virgin Mary and, and Santa. So uh, that's a good time. And then a few days later, um, on Thursday, December 23rd, I will be uh, at, back at the Downtown Comedy Works opening for Josh Blue. Uh, that uh, There's only one show uh, that has not sold out. There's like a 7.15 and a 9.30 or no, a 7 and a 9.15 and the 7 is sold out. So uh, cool. go to com- comedyworks.com. You can get tickets. That will be a fun uh, show. And if that sells out, if you don't want to go downtown, uh, I will also be um, opening for Chris Charpentier. Uh, friend of the pod, frequent, uh, not so chubby behemoth. Um, he is uh, going to be closing out a, a really stacked lineup at uh, Denver Comedy Underground. So, uh, wait, what is the difference between the Denver Comedy Lounge and the Denver Comedy Underground? Those are not the same. No, they're two different places. Wait, which is which? Wait, which one is Kronberg's? Denver Comedy Lounge. And that is okay. inside of uh, Colorado Sake Company. Who runs that- Underground? Denver Comedy Underground is a new spot uh, that Ben Bryant is running. It oh, is, okay. It's in the basement of, some, it's either like the Althea Center, the Athena Center. It's like a, a like a new age kind of spiritual kind of church uh, that does like, um, you know, uh, genital mutilation, indoctrination, mm. uh, kind of a heaven's gate kind of a thing where if you kill yourself, uh, when the moon is uh, at the right point in the sky, you will uh, okay. see God. I don't know. No, I, I don't want know. to talk about circumcision and abortion on the next episode. So get back to me before I deliver. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I really need to talk about this. We will. Yeah. That's a, that's a cliffhanger. We got a baby oh, dangling over that cliff. <laughs> will it or won't it survive? What? I want to thank you for donating to she, her comedy um, for my little website database that i was making that david created because he's the web genius it was my idea though um and I don't even remember. It. well because we were making it for free and like just paying for the domain ourselves and you know david just take time out of his day to update that for me but i created she her uh she her comedy it's just a database with i would like it if lady comics female identifying and i have maybe one or two um trans masculine people on there um but it's just a database so you could say hey i don't have any ladies on my show oh nice yeah I, now i remember you go that. on and you go oh here's a bunch and, he, and now david's made it so you can go by city uh we're going to update it so we know who does clean comedy um and then i'm taking suggestions but nathan was kind enough to donate because i just was pulling david away from whatever other work he was doing and being like can you do my website for well, what's, free? The, what's that website it's it's she her comedy it's like she slash her comedy dot com um dot com and you can um you can also you can submit your profile or you can just use it as a database if you're a producer or a booker Um, nobody no more excuses about not being able to find diverse voices at least in this space we have some people (laughs) that you haven't used some trans women some um people that are non-binary um and some ladies that you already know who don't live in your town perhaps um you know who are talking... sorry comedians yeah comedians improvisers uh i'm trying to grow the database so i hope people will share it with other people and tell their friends hey just put your it's, it's just an epk and you know an electronic press kit mm-hmm. it's got names cities 
preferred okay, yeah. pronouns, a clip of their work, their website, a photo, just something real basic where you can just say, hey, here's some people to choose from. So no more of this. I couldn't find any people to come to Trinidad bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, was that directed at me? Because, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, damn. Uh, how do you, and how do you uh, take back a donation for this website? Because you don't attack me. Tell Becker what to edit out of a podcast. <laughs> Slam my ass. No, I, I wanted to get you down here so bad, and it didn't work out in September. I know it didn't work out, um, but it just definitely warmed my heart to receive that donation because people don't donate, and it's like it does cost me something to like just keep the domain every month and stuff so i appreciate it felt like that donation felt like supporting women in comedy so oh yeah that's all i do no i'm just kidding (laughs) that is not all i do but i do try and 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 it it feels so good to be able to donate to causes because it's done in two seconds um I would much rather be able to do that a few times a month or, you know, whenever I can do that instead of having to uh, go do something. Fuck that. Uh, I right, can stay right. home it's and send some media. And I was like, done, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send some money and I'll say, hey, uh, you do the work. <laughs> so yeah. it is a nice uh, thing to be able to do if you have uh, a few ex- extra bucks. Uh, could they Venmo at Janae Burris? And yeah, that, they can Venmo me. Maybe. You know, I'm just paying out of pocket to maintain it, but maybe um, for the for the note, they could say she her comedy versus uh, if they want to donate to your future diaper onesie fund. Yeah, diaper or tooth. tooth. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they can specify (laughs) you need help in so many ways. (laughs) (laughs) You're so helpless. No, you're uh, you're incredible. I mean, yes. Uh, but yeah, thanks uh, so much for uh, being on the pod. Thank you, listener, for listening. If you uh, are not on the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash chubby behemoth. Uh, for $5 a month, you get uh, all of the uh, Patreon episodes that we've recorded, and we try to do about four a month. Sam will be back uh, in the States in just a couple of days, so uh, we will have uh, the gruesome twosome back together again, the chubby two hemoth. And um, yeah, a lot of great episodes on the Patreon, so feel free to check those out if you can. Um, but yeah, see you guys soon. Smell you later. Uh, all cops are bastards. All babies are cops. <laughs> 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 <laughs>